Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Book Match for December 21st, 2023, the winter solstice, my uh, sort of winter holiday. Um, as I've said before, I'm not a Christmas girl, but I am a winter solstice girl. And so we are here to talk about books. And I am very, very happy to be here as always. So before we get started, I want to say thank you to Herbie for streaming to ACB Media 5 and for connecting us to Clubhouse. And of course, thank you to Ray for hosting us. Um, this is, as I said, book match. This is a call all about book recommendations. Um, today, we are also going to talk a little bit about some of our favorite reads of 2023, whether they've been books that you know were recommended here or you know books that you've read even before this call started. Um, anything that you've loved in 2023, I would love to hear about. But aside from that, as I said, this is a book recommendation call. So if you are looking for book recommendations, um, you will raise your hand and Ray will call on you. And I will ask you some questions about what you like to read, maybe um, sometimes what you don't like to read, because often the things we don't like are equally as important as the things we do. And I don't want to recommend something that sort of falls into that space for you where it's, you know, it has maybe tropes you don't enjoy or it's in a format that you don't really like. Um, I will also ask for you to tell me a few things that you've read recently that you've enjoyed. Um, if you only want to read an audio, that's good for me to know. Um, if you're looking for things that are specifically available on Bard or Bookshare or Audible or Kindle, anything like that. Um, speaking of Kindle, well, I guess more correctly, speaking of ebooks in general, on December 27th, mark your calendars. December 27th, less than a week away. The ever fabulous Stuff Your E-Reader event will be happening. Um, for those of you who do not know what that is, it is a, I guess it's a sale. Is it a sale if everything's free? I guess. It's an event where a bunch of independent authors come together to offer their books, um, you know, they decide which of their books they want to put into this event. And these are books that are free on various e-reading platforms. Um, Kindle generally has the most to offer. And so a lot of people end up calling this the Stuff Your Kindle event. Um, but you can also do it for other e-reading platforms like Apple Books, um, Kobo, Nook, things like that. Sometimes authors will have book funnel links that you can um, click to get free copies of their books, but they are a huge, um, a huge group of 
romance and romance adjacent authors. So if you're not a romance reader, you're probably not going to find a ton of stuff here. But I do encourage people to still check it out because you can often find like some romantic suspense. So if you like mysteries, you know, you can sometimes um, find some things here that will work for that. Um, science fiction, fantasy, all those things. I think that is kind of the neat thing about romance that it crosses all kinds of genre boundaries and pretty much anything that you like to read, you can find in romance, unless of course, um, nonfiction is more your thing, then you you might struggle some to find, you know, romance books that interest you. But definitely check it out. It is at romancebookworms.com. And again, this is scheduled for December 27th. It's a one day event. So definitely um, don't miss it. Last time they did this was the end of August or the beginning of September. And it was the biggest stuff your e-reader event they had. And there are people that I know who got like literally a couple hundred books. Um, Mika, I know, got a bunch of stuff from that particular event. I think I got 60 or 70 and I thought that was pretty good. And then Mika told me um, that she got a couple hundred and then I felt like a slacker. <laughs> but it doesn't matter if you get one thing or a hundred. Um, it is a fantastic event that I encourage everyone to check out. All right. So let's get into the meat of the call. Um, if you would like a book recommendation or you're reading something that you would like to recommend to others, um, go ahead and raise your hand. If you're in Zoom, uh, Ray will call on you. If you are in Clubhouse, then Herbie will raise his hand and Ray will call on him. And I'm going to pause briefly uh, to see if Ray wants to rename the phone number that just popped in. Um, I sure will, as long as they tell me who they are. 954, ending in... You may be talking about me. I'm Hild 954 Hildra. Hildra. Okay. Okay. I just want here. I'm just here to listen. Uh, since okay, I've been so well, busy welcome. with my I haven't been reading lately, but I'm always interested in book talk. <laughs> ah, well, then you are welcome here. And if you want to uh, ask a question, if you're looking for recommendations, do um, raise your hand and we will see what we can do. Thank you. You're welcome. And we do have, we do have a hand. Uh, Lynn Moore, go ahead. Hello, Hello. Lynn. Hello. Hello. And happy solstice to everyone. Thank you. <laughs> so my favorite book, are you taking, you're taking those now too, right? The favorite books of the year? Sure. Okay. Um, was um, The Perfect Child by Lucinda Berry. Um, that was, well, no, that wasn't, 
he wasn't. He didn't come out this year, though. That's just the favorite book oh, I read okay. this year. Because <laughs> the other one I was going to tell you about didn't come out this year either. <laughs> I'm behind that. That's um, okay. The the other book that I really liked was the push. Um, Audrain, I can't remember her first oh, name. Oh, Ashley Audrain, yes. Yeah, that was a pretty good book. I really liked it. Now, the two were kind of similar, and I do read other things other than that. <laughs> um, Psychological thrillers, yes. Yes, they, they, the were, push, they were quite good. Yeah, the push is, is pretty new, um, like 2021. Okay. And I can't remember the date of, oh, um, of the Lucinda Berry. That wasn't 20, maybe that was 21 too. I don't remember another one I read, but I can't remember the author is the school, the school for good mothers. That was oh, Jessamine Chen. I love, yes, that, love, was an excellent love book. that book. And yeah, I don't know if you can help me out. So I will certainly try. I have been reading. I am a holiday sap. And I have been reading a couple of sap, sappy books, and I want another one <laughs> for something like um, family holiday kind of thing. Um, so the two I read were The Christmas Table, I can't remember the author, and The Coming Home for Christmas was another one that I read, and they were kind of family um, family Christmas stories. So I don't know if you know of any right at the top of your head. I know that that's not a thing that you read. So so one that I know a lot of people love, and this is a sort of um, Christmas, the Christmas romance, but it has family elements in it. And that is 25 Days Till Christmas by Poppy Alexander. Um, this may be a book share read. Um, okay. I know it's not on Bard. Okay. Um, Kindle, Audible, but it's kind of one of those like feel good, um, stories about like a, a single mother who's trying to get herself sort of back into the holiday spirit for her son. Oh, cool. And yeah, that's what I want. She's kind of, you know, <laughs> not really feeling it, but is trying to kind of fake it at the beginning. And then a lot of things start happening. And, you know, slowly, like she does kind of get into the spirit. Um, Poppy Alexander is similar to authors like um, like Jenny Colgan. So definitely a lot of heart Um Sometimes, like, some small-town sort of charm. Um, another recommendation that I would have is The Takedown by Carly Walker. And that's Carly, C-A-R-L-I-E, Walker. And again, I think this is going to be Bookshare, because this one is pretty new. Um, it came out in October of this year. And um, Carly was actually a guest on Book Bistro to promote this um, when it first came out. And it is a little bit of a, I don't know, like a rom-com in some ways. It's about a woman who is like an under, she's an agent and she's going undercover to take down her her sister's fiance who ends up being like a, 
like a mafia leader kind of guy. And Ooh. it has all kinds of like family hijinks. You know, she's reunited with her family who she hasn't seen in a while. And she's also trying to like keep the peace and not let them know the real reason that she's home. Um, it looks like, like quite a bit of fun. Um, if that's a thing that you're into. Oh, have a look. Well, thank you so much. And again, it's Carly, C-A-R-L-I-E, Walker. Okay. I wrote it down. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. I'll let someone else have a turn now. All right. Uh, yeah. We have we have nobody in Zoom and uh, Herbie's hands down, so we have nobody in Clubhouse either. Okay. That means... You all get to listen to me talk about my top reads of 2023. Again, if you would like to share your own uh, top reads or you have a recommendation or you uh, you want a recommendation, um, just let me know. Um, Ray, you can feel free to interrupt me um, if we have raised hands because, you know, it's ultimately better if other people are talking instead of having to listen to me ramble on and on. Um, I am approaching having read 300 books this year. So I'm obviously not going to tell you about all of the things that I've read, but I do want to cover some highlights of my 2023 reading. I will first mention a book I'm currently reading and this is How We End by L.M. Juniper, spelled like the, the plant. And this is a book that was released in print and ebook last year, but just came to audio um, in late 2023. It is a post-apocalyptic novel. So if you love authors like Kate L. Mary or Sarah Lyon Fleming, Kyla Stone, people like this, um, this is one that I would highly recommend. It is a zombie apocalypse story set in, in London currently. Um, it seems to be very, very inclusive. There are lots of queer characters, um, characters of different ethnicities, but it's very, very cool to see the apocalypse set in in England. I've read a lot of post-apocalyptic books, and most of them are set in the U.S., where we have you know pretty much constant access to guns, and they don't in the U.K. So it's a very interesting sort of idea of you know um, what do people do when the dead rise. And they don't have weapons, you know, right? I mean, not like firearms right at their immediate disposal. So how, how does that work for them? Um, I am a big fan of post-apocalyptic books. And this is definitely, um, even though I'm not very far along in it, um, one of the most compelling that I've read in quite a while. Um, let's see. I am also um, a new convert to the Samantha Quinn series by Shauna Kelly. And that starts with The Slaughtered Lamb Bookstore and Bar. Um, Mika, 
mentioned these, I think, um, a few weeks ago on this program, and they are fantastic. Urban fantasy at its best, I would say definitely a hidden gem um, in recent urban fantasy. It is um, lots of fun, vampires, werewolves, witches, necromancers. Um, We also do quite a bit of traveling in this book. It's The series is set in San Francisco, but in um, the books that I've read, we leave San Francisco, we head to New Orleans. Um, In the fourth book, we go to Paris. So this is um, just a very, very underrated but fantastic urban fantasy series if you enjoy that. And again, that is The Slaughtered Lamb Bookstore and Bar, and it's by Shauna Kelly, S E. A-N-A, Kelly. And these are going to be on Kindle, on Audible, possibly on Bookshare, I think. Um, Not on Bard, though, but they are fantastic. The audio narrator is amazing. If you um, are an audiobook fan, I highly recommend um, checking these out that way. But there are six total so far, with a seventh due out in late 2024. And then she also has the first book in another series, although I cannot speak to that um, as I haven't read it. Um, Let's see. I also want to talk about the Canary Club um, Historical Mysteries. These are by Louise Hare. The first one is Harlem After Midnight. And these are um, historical mysteries set in, like... You have a hand when you're ready for it. Perfect. I will take it just as soon as I um, finish this description. These are set in... I think the late 1920s, early 1930s. The first one, Harla, um, the first one is Miss Aldridge Regrets. And it is set aboard the Queen Mary. So it's kind of a locked room mystery set at sea. And then the second one um, takes us to Harlem. And that one is Harlem After Midnight. And they are very, very cool. Um, not super like violent um you're not going to find a lot of like you know blood on the page but they are really really good mysteries with a compelling plot and a really relatable heroine with some very cool red herrings thrown in along the way um she is a debut yeah. author of 2022 um i interviewed her when her first novel miss aldridge regrets came out and it was just fascinating to learn sort of how she you know, got this idea and um, developed her character. So that, once again, is Miss Aldridge Regrets Canary Club, book one by Louise Hare, H-A-R-E. These are possibly the first one is on Bard. Otherwise, you're going to go Bookshare, Audible, Kindle, places like that. All right, whose hand do we have? We have Jan. Go ahead, Jan. Hi, Jan. Hello. Um, so, Heron, I'm sorry, I didn't catch her first name. Louise. 
Louise. Oh, that's easy. Okay. Yes. Uh, I am a bard reader. A um, couple books uh, that I just kind of really like in general. Uh, one is called The Perfume Collector by Kathleen Tassaro. That oh, one yes. is kind of a fun, light, you know, easy sort of read. Uh, the other one I like, Psychological Thriller, The Silent Patient. Oh, um, yes. That was an excellent one. I can't think of the name of the author, though. I apologize for that. Don't have Alex that hand, but that, Michaelides. Ah, thank you. You're welcome. So, are and, you okay. looking for recommendations, or are you just sharing things that you've read recently that you think other people would like? Well, I, I'm looking for recommendations. I, I mean, I read a lot of historical fiction, but I seem to find a lot of those. What I'm looking for more of, um, cozy mysteries, especially within the, the food sort of thing. I've done like the Joanne Fluke thing. I've done the Jen McKinley thing. Um, and I, I didn't know if there were any others first in that category. Oh, oh, so, so many. Um, especially, <laughs> so do you um, exclusively read on Bard or? I'm exclusively on Bard. I plan to get on Bookshare someday, but you know, right okay. now it's Bard. Okay. So first of all, unfortunately, Bard doesn't have like a, a subcategory for cozy mysteries, but there are just so, so many. Um, a classic one that is a little bit older, but that a lot of people still really like are the Diane Mott Davidson books. Um, and that is about a, a caterer who ends up sort of, you know, solving, um, solving mysteries along the way. I am going mm -hmm. to um, take a quick look here because there are so many. Title out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to um, just take a quick look here. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. So you said you have done the um, Joanne Fluke, right? I, I I read them all like ten times. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> I enjoyed the Joanne yeah. Okay, so let's see here. When I read, I kind of like silly fun. Although I'll do you know some more serious reads, but you know I kind of tend to gravitate towards more kind of like light, silly, just to kind of get away from life. Yeah, you know, escape, basically. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we have here. This is generally easier when my Braille display wishes to pair, but under iOS 17, it doesn't like to do yeah. that very well these days. Yeah. So we are going without the Braille display. Um, so it may take me an extra minute here. Um, no trouble to look this up well the other one while you're looking um kind of like like woman and friendships you know woman and you know that sort of like relationships between friends things like that yes all right here we go a lot of like bill bryson lately so i think i need like lighter stuff <laughs> ah yes yes to sort of step away from the uh like nonfiction, yeah. 
Um, all right. So. Bard usually has um, a bunch of these. Here we go. All right. So I cannot cross-reference these um, as easily without the Braille display, but I'm going to... Um, look through here quickly um cleo coil does coil c-o-y-l-e does okay. a series that's set in like a coffee shop okay um Great. so that one could work mm -hmm. for you they have um some recipes like at the end which a lot of people that's really like fun. Yeah. Um, and they tend to be more like they, they have the coffee shop vibe. Um, a lot of the titles mm -hmm. have, you know, like coffee related kind of puns. Mm -hmm. Um, there's also, like I said, the Diane Mott Davidson, okay. um, which is the, the Goldie Bear series, and those are the the catering books, um, hmm. and those I know are on Bard. Okay. I'm pretty sure that I have seen the um, the Cleo Coil series. The first book in the Cleo Coil series, just so you know, is called On What Grounds. And okay. they are the coffee shop mysteries. Oh, funny. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a White House Chef series, which is like... That, that one I've read too. That's cute. Yes. A lot of people really like those. My friend Natalia, mm -hmm. um, especially, is a big mm -hmm. fan of those. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'm looking at one other here um and some of these unfortunately i don't think are on bard um and i i also like books like you kind of like in other countries just you know stories london paris uh you know japan i mean i you know any sort of like you know out of country sort of books but i always find those interesting too uh fiction um so I, there I is Let's see. Um, Gravity, uh, you know, anything like that? Yeah, let's see here. There is, um, there are a couple of books that are set in Paris. And these are more kind of women's fiction, like not so much the, oh. the cozy mysteries. Um, I'll try it. That's great. And I'm looking up the author's, the spelling of her name for you. So okay. that, Thank you. Because I've read a lot of like war stories, but I'd like that. That would be nice too, to be able to read stuff like that. All right. Let's see here. This is um, Samantha Verol. Um, and it's, How does she spell her last name? It is. 
Samantha, and then I am getting the spelling for you. Her last name is V-E-R-A-N-T, and okay. it is The Secret French Recipes oh. of Sophie Velrol, and that is spelled, okay. um, the last name of the character is... V-A-L-R-O-U-X. Okay. And that one, I think at least the first book, I think her first book is on Bard. Um, if okay. I'm wrong about that, I do apologize. Um, it's not as easy for me to cross-reference like what's on Bard versus what's on Bookshare. Um, especially I can still look it up. So I just appreciate When my Braille display is not, um, yeah. it's not my friend right now, which is very sad. But I'm glad well, that you, you. I came don't want to keep and I. Your time. Thank you so much. Oh, that's okay. You're welcome. You do have Great. another. You do have another hand. Uh, uh, Diana. Right. Diana. Diana. Hello. Hello. Um, have you jumped on the Sam Quinn train yet? Uh, I have got it in my in my library, but I haven't read it yet. Uh, but I'm I'm Good reading. Plan. I'm just going through all kinds of books lately, but it's there. Um, and forgive me if I have to mute because I'm having coughing spells lately. But um, oh. for the lady, and I've mentioned this one on here before, but at that time, the person that wanted to know about the culinary mysteries, she had already left. So I don't know if the same lady or not. Oh, Rachel, I'll no, mention, this is Jan. Um, okay. But that I'll was just asking. In case, in case she would be interested. Um, Tamar Myers. The, yes. This is the one about the, um, the Mennonite uh Lady Magdalena Yoder that owns the Pen Dutch Inn, Bed and Breakfast Inn. And you would think she would be kind of prim and proper, but she's anything but. She's very acerbic and sarcastic, and it's hilarious. Like, for example, the their parents, well, this isn't really funny, but her and her sister's parents were killed when they got smushed between a big old truck carrying milk and another truck that was carrying Nike running shoes. And then she says oh. funny things in in inside of there and everything. So that's Magdalene or uh, Magdalena Yoder, Pen Dutch in Mysteries by Tamar T A M A R Myers M Y E R S. It's a rather old series, but they're very funny. Um, and then what? Can you tell me what is the? She mentioned the lady mentioned about the White House Chef series. Do you know the first oh. book or the author of that or? I just saw it. Uh, hold on a sec. I just saw it. I will give you the title in just a second. Um, Natalia from Book Bistro really likes these. Um, mm -hmm. And I think talked about them when we did our books with puns in the title um episode let's see here all right let's see here these have some of the best titles like there's one here called affairs of stake instead <laughs> of affairs of state um that. Yeah, the, the Magdalene Yoder series are funny, too, like 
between a walk and a hard place. Craig's yes. <laughs> you know. Faith of the Onion is the first book in that series. Yeah, I, I didn't quite get that. What now? Faith of the Onion. State. Oh, S-T-A-T-E. Um, instead of State of the Union. Um, and I just had another one that popped into my head uh, for Jan. And now I forgot what it was because that's how. And did you say who the author was of this series? This is Julie Heisey. And that is spelled White House Chef Mystery by Julie, J U L I E, Heisey, H Y Z Y. Z Y? Yes, Z as in zebra. And Jan, another cozy for you while I'm thinking of it. There are finally, 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 let us all rejoice, a couple of the um, Matchmaker Mysteries by Heather Weber on Bard. Um, she writes some magical realism stuff as well. But these mysteries are kind of um, like magical matchmaking kind of things with a little bit of... Like hijinks, kind of fun, escapist. Um, a lot of people who like cozies have enjoyed these. These are early um, Heather Weber, so not quite as popular as some of the stuff that she's writing now. But I think definitely um, worth checking out. And I've seen at least two of them um, pop up in the recently added on Bard. And Diana, I'm sorry, I think I like hijacked your... Uh, that's okay. That's okay. I just have one more question. Um, I have been. I just read the book uh, called Hounded by Kevin Hearn. Oh yes, Iron Druid series, and I love it. I, I think because it's two things. It's connected to the earth. He's very connected to the earth, and then also he can mentally communicate with his dog Oberon. Yes, um, so, um, a friend of mine yeah. really likes these. Yeah. So, do you have anything that might be similar to that? So. A lot of people talk about Jim Butcher and his Dresden Files as being similar to Kevin Hearn. Um, he also has started a new series, and the first book in that is Ink and Sigil. Um, I know that... Ink and what? Sigil, I will... Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yes. Um, and I know that a lot of people seem to like the, um, Iron Druid a little bit better than, than the Ink and Sigil, but they are sort of, um, like loosely connected, I think like within the same universe. Okay. Um, there's also the Benedict Jaca series. The first one there is called Fated, F-A-T-E-D. Um, and those are kind of a similar thing with like the kind of wizard who's a little bit like sarcastic, um, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, like kind of a, a bit of a black sheep kind of outside the oh, line. Kind of, kind of what we see a lot in like urban fantasy with our female heroines where they're kind of loners 
Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, the whole like found family element kind of comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, Benedict Jacka is, um, I think, kind of similar to that, but with like the male protagonist. Okay. Um, And he also has a new series. Um, The first book just came out, I want to say this fall. And that one is called An Inheritance of Magic. Um, and I can't say too much about it. Um, it's just, it's the first book and I haven't gotten a good sense of like what people are, are thinking kind of compared mm-hmm. to like his more, um, long running series. Okay. But I know that, um, the series that starts out with Faded is one that, um, people really like. Ben Ivanovich, and I'm going to. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. With, the, with the faded. It's Benedict, and can you spell the last name? I can. Hold on. And that's the author, right? Not the series name or whatever. That is the author, yes. Okay. Uh, let's I'm see. sorry, I interrupted. Faded, you. where are you? Oh, no, you're fine. Um. Ah, here we go. Okay. So, the last name. Oh, it's just like you would expect. J-A-C-K-A. Um, and I also want to look up the Ben Ivanovich series for you. Um, Rivers of London. Because that is another... Thing that's often compared to Benedict Jaka and um, Jim Butcher and Kevin Hearn. Um, so I'm going to look this up really quickly so I can spell his name. Okay. So this is the Rivers of London series. Again, kind of urban fantasy. Um, The first book is the same as the series title, so Rivers of London. And the author is Ben. And then here we go with a last name spelling. A-A-R-O-N-O-V-I-T-C-H. Thank you. You're so welcome. Have a good uh, solstice, Shannon. Thank you so much. It's almost over, and that's okay. We're going to have our solstice dinner this weekend, a delicious, at least I hope it will be delicious, uh, pork loin. So I am very excited about that. Great. And definitely check out the... uh, Stuff your Kindle thing if you've never done it, because they have a lot of urban fantasy and paranormal romance. Um, you know what that, time that, that starts on the 27th? Does it start like at midnight or? Yep, all day. Okay, because I worked that day. So I'm like, well, I guess I can stay up late to go look through some listings. So, yeah, you can. Um, you can also, you know, see it like early in the morning. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a one day like big event and 
I love it. Awesome. Thank All right. You. You're welcome. Ray, do we have anybody else? Not at this time. Okay, so we are back to my... Oh, you know, sometimes I am not smart. Okay, here we go. I did not intend to close out of Goodreads just because I wasn't looking at it anymore. Um, so we are back to some of my top reads of 2023. And I am super excited to talk about the Audrey Fay Ghost Mountain Shifter series. Um, this is one that Mika recommended to me several years ago. And for some reason, I, I kept like thinking about it. And I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll pick this up eventually. It'll be fine. Um, and then finally, just like last month, I started reading this series and I love it so incredibly much. Um, when you first start it, you expect it to be sort of your standard like urban fantasy or paranormal romance. And it ends up not being because romance is not the central plot point here. Instead, it is about a, a very broken um, shifter pack that is trying to come together and kind of re like rebuild itself after being led by some pretty um some pretty yucky people um that you know were in charge of it and were not um you know not as as careful as they could have been um there are 10 books in this series so far. These are only found on Kindle. They're part of Kindle Unlimited, if that is something that you do. Um, but the first book is Alpha. Again, the author is Audrey Fay. Um, if you're looking for something that is just going to envelop you in like all the warmth, I would, I would highly recommend them. There are some um, descriptions of violence on the page, um, domestic violence to some degree. So definitely pay attention to that. But this is just an incredible series. I've never read anything quite like it. And um, I'm just so glad that I did finally pay attention to Mika and pick this one up. I also have to mention the new Ashley Winstead. And this book is amazing just because of its content, but also because of its title. This is Midnight is the Darkest Hour. And Ashley Winstead wrote her first book, I want to say in 2021. And that one is called In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife. These are thrillers. Um, she has also entered into the romance space and has written a couple of contemporary romances, but um, her thrillers are, I think, the things that I mostly um, love her for. And they're very dark, very twisty. Um, this one, Midnight is the Darkest Hour, is set in this very, like, deep, it's a small town in the Deep South, there's lots of superstition here. Um, people are 
you know, very concerned about what their their pastor thinks. And the pastor's daughter is kind of the the black sheep of the town. Um, her best friend is kind of from the wrong side of the tracks, and people judge her for this. And then all these women start going missing. And it harkens back to this old like town legend that people are starting to wonder, you know, if this is actually true. Um, and it's, it gives you the sense that like, it could be a little bit paranormal, but I will tell you that it is most assuredly, um, not paranormal, even though it has kind of those vibes. And that once again is midnight is the darkest hour by Ashley Winstead. I will forever and always be a huge fan of the author KJ Delantonia. She wrote The Chicken Sisters, which made me incredibly happy um, in 2020 when I read it. And since then, she's written a couple of other books. Her latest is Playing the Witch Card. And this is her sort of foray into women's, uh, like witchy women's fiction. Um, so you have some magic here, but you also have all of the messy family dynamics and all the stuff that we love from her previous books. Um, and this one, you know, I was a little bit worried because I felt like, oh no, you know, she's stepping sort of outside of what she normally writes. And like, what if it's not going to be as good as the chicken sisters? Because like, what could be as good as the chicken sisters? Nothing. Um, but this one was, was just as good. And I loved it. It's a, it's centered around like a magical, a magic tarot deck. Um, and there's just so much complexity with like mother daughter relationships and kind of coming to terms with your past and who you want to be in the world, like separate from sort of what your, what your family might want you to be or what you think your destiny is. Um, this is her third novel and they are just all incredible. The first one, which is the chicken sisters is on Bard um, in her boots. I can't remember if it is and playing the witch card is not yet. Um, but if you've never read her and you like women's fiction, I do highly recommend um, paying attention to KJ Del Antonia. She has been on the Book Bistro podcast a couple of times and she just makes me happy all the time. Um, I also read the Becky Chambers Wayfarer series this year. And these are science fiction. This starts out with A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. And these are books, again, kind of like um, the Audrey Faye series, that are just so warm and accepting and lovely. Um, they're incredibly inclusive. If you like science fiction, and but you want something that's kind of low stakes, so like nobody is out, you know, saving the galaxy. Um, Becky Chambers, I think, works really well for this and just really draws you in. There are four books in this series. I've read them all. I wish there were more. Um, she has a second series, which is made up of novellas, 
And we all know, if you've listened to me long enough, novellas make me hostile because they're so short. So I haven't read these yet. Um, and I don't know if I will, because I don't know if I can like get over my novella angst. But um, I do really like Becky Chambers and um, her Wayfarer series. So again, that starts out with a long way to a small, angry planet. Um, let's see. What else? I reread um, Beach Music by Pat Conroy this year. And Pat Conroy just always makes me happy. His writing is so powerful and lyrical. Um, and beach music has a lot to do with sea turtles. And turtles are um, some of my very favorite animals. Um, but there's just so much like family drama in his books. Um, he is such a gifted writer. And I was so sad when he passed away several years ago because the world has lost um, one of its its talents. And that always makes me sad. So I do try to dip in and reread a Pat Conroy book every now and again. And this year it was beach music. Um, I've also been reading the Pervine Mystery Series by Suhada Masi. And this starts with the Widows of Malabar Hill. Um, the first three of these are on Bard now. Um, they are about a female solicitor in Bombay in the 1920s. And there's lots of like rich historical detail. You get a really good feel for sort of what it would have been like to live back then. Um, and to be someone who is, you know, kind of doing things that society didn't necessarily want women to do. Um, and Ray, I do see that it is almost 10 till. Yep. I was just going to tell um, you. Yeah. Bye. Right. I thought so. So I thought I would let you know that I did see. Um, so there are four of these so far. She writes a new one about every two years or so. Um but I, I love these a lot. They are a little bit quieter and slower than some mysteries. So you're not going to sort of fall into this and, you know, be in like nonstop action, but you see so much, um, so much character development that it is well worth your time um, just to, you know, pay attention to the sort of building of the, the stories um, as they move from book to book. I also have to mention a couple of positive um, disability rep books. And these are in the middle grade and young adult space. I rarely read middle grade. But a couple of years ago, I picked up The Chance to Fly by Ali Stroker. And it filled my musical theater loving cup. Um, it is just an incredible book. And the sequel, which is called Cut Loose, uh, was released this year. Ali Stroker, if you don't know, is um, a woman who won a Tony Award, um, performed at the Tonys, and 
She's in a wheelchair. She is incredible. Um, she had a part in Oklahoma for a while. She's just an incredible activist for um, disabled people in the musical theater space. And her books give you sort of everything you've wanted if you've kind of wondered, you know, if there's a place for disabled people in musical theater. And these two books are just so incredible, the kind of books that I would have liked to read when I was, you know, a, a teenager who, um, although I wasn't involved in musical theater, um, I was trained in classical voice from the age of 11 and really struggled to find my place in sort of the rarefied uh, circles of classical music, which are also not very accepting of people with disabilities. So um, I just found a lot of joy in reading um, these books, even though they are the target audience is sort of that, you know, middle grade, like right before a young adult, um, but they, they are incredible. I also have to give a shout out to Give Me a Sign by Anna Sortino. This is um, the story of a deaf girl who is finally kind of connecting with the deaf community. She becomes a counselor at a summer camp and she just embraces her disabled identity in a way that felt so refreshing and magical and wonderful. This is a debut and it came out this summer. Um, I don't remember seeing it on Bard. I had pre-ordered it uh, from Audible when it first came out and I just loved it so, so much. It had a little bit of the um, Breathe and Count Back from 10 by Natalia Sylvester vibe in terms of just that young adult sort of, you know, disability um, representation, people becoming a bit more comfortable in their own skin and really understanding that you don't have to, quote unquote, overcome your disability to be a whole and valuable person. I think a message that you know so many of us needed to hear growing up and sometimes still do need to hear into adulthood um so that one again is give me a sign by anna sortino um and this transitions a little bit into a book that i loved last year that has finally Finally, it was published in April of 2022. It has finally shown up on Bard. This is The Sign for Home by Blair Fell. Um, if you haven't read it on like on Bookshare or Audible, it is finally on Bard. Do, do pick it up. It is deep and heavy and heartbreaking and lovely. It is about a deafblind young man who is under the control of his family and they have this idea that they are protecting him and, you know, keeping him safe, but they're actually doing a lot of, like, emotional harm to him and not allowing him to, you know, be as independent as he can be. It's told from his perspective as well as the perspective of his interpreter. Um, and it's just such a 
multifaceted story. Um, it can be hard to read in places, but it is so important and so well done. Um, the author is an interpreter himself, and so brings just so much insight um, into, I think, something that that we don't see very often, and that is the the deafblind experience. So again, that is The Sign for Home by Blair Fell. Um, not one of my top reads of 2023, because I read it last year, but still worth reading um, if you haven't. And since it just came out on Bard, um, I thought, that it was worth mentioning. Um, let's see. I also want to mention Crow Mary by Kathleen Grissom. She wrote The Kitchen House years and years ago and has come back again um, to tell the story of an indigenous woman who did actually exist in history. And um, it is just... A very, very powerful story that sheds light on parts of history that I think a lot of people um, would like to forget and definitely shouldn't. So I would highly recommend paying attention to that. And that is Crow Mary by Kathleen Grissom. So we are running out of time here. It is two minutes to the top of the hour. So I want to thank you all so much for joining me tonight. Um, for asking questions, for listening to me talk about so many books that I love. Um, I hope all of you have a fantastic holiday, whichever uh, winter holiday you celebrate. I will be back on, oh my goodness, dates are hard for me, uh, January 4th, I believe it is. We are here the first and third Thursdays of each month. You can also find me on the Book Bistro podcast, which um, is in most podcatchers of choice. Um, we also have a Facebook page. So if you search for the Book Bistro podcast on Facebook, you can find us there as well. Um, again, thank you to Ray for hosting us and Herbie for streaming and connecting us to Clubhouse. I appreciate you both immensely. And I think we are going to close it out for now because we are just about at the top of the hour. But don't forget, Stuff Your E-Readers on December 27th, romancebookworms.com.